Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. The Monster Oh, look who's at the door looking for trick-or-treat candy. It's Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Hello there, young man. To get a jolt from my How are you? Good morning, Dean. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Very, very good. Before we get into uh, you know medical stuff here today, just a couple of quick tips for uh, you know the kids going out trick or treating tomorrow. How how careful should they be? Yeah, I mean the kids should be careful for their own safety. You know, make sure that they're dressed appropriately. Make sure that the anybody can identify them because. Uh, not identify them, but see them, mainly because it will be dark for a portion of this time. So reflective tape on their costumes is very good. And then make sure that the costumes that they're wearing are safe, that they won't hurt. But probably more importantly, Dean, is protecting those who are handing out the candy because these little guys are going to run up to your house and yell right in your face and say trick or treat. And then when you give them it, they're going to yell back thank you. And they're going to be spewing everything right towards you so wearing a mask today handing out is not or tomorrow is probably a good idea a a mask for the the people passing out the candy exactly that's that's probably the biggest protection right now just because we have so much going around right now all right uh dave schwan in his newscast a couple of minutes ago one of his stories was uh we are expecting a rise in in covid cases in the next uh, month or so uh can you explain yeah, we are. You know, we kind of track what's going on in Europe and in the UK. And unfortunately, this new subvariant, this BQ1 and BQ1.1, are really starting to rise in Europe and starting to see much bigger numbers. Hospitalizations, not so much, but certainly the number of cases are up. So we really expect over the next couple of weeks, because we lag a couple of weeks behind them, so we certainly expect that that's going to happen. And we couple that with the number of people who have been vaccinated with the BA4 uh, and 5 uh, subvariant is uh, not really good. So, yeah, we, we are expecting a big bump here, but it's probably going to impact more of the general public than it is the hospitals. That's so interesting to me is that we've got the latest and greatest vaccine out there right now uh, that is treating, you know, what it gives you maximum protection. And so few people are uh, availing themselves of it. It, it, I'm just reminded of when vaccines became available and people were waiting in line for hours and going to other cities trying to get the vaccines. And now they're like, eh, I'll get around to it, I guess. Yeah, it, it's interesting. If you remember when that first came out, we were seeing record number of deaths, you know, people in the ICU intubated. And now they're seeing it as, well, you know, I guess someone had it, but it, it's kind of like a really bad cold. So that's a little bit concerning that we're minimizing the infection as much as it is because it's going to be allowed to mutate. But we also have to couple that with when people aren't getting their COVID vaccine, many of them aren't getting their flu vaccine as well. And that's where we're starting to see numbers kind of jump up way higher than we would normally at this time. Yeah, at least the people that I run into, they're all saying, uh, I haven't got it because I don't want the uh, possible side effects. Uh, and as you have pointed out, you know, do you want a day or two of discomfort or do you maybe want to wind up in the hospital or super sick with some of the things that the flu or, or COVID could give you? 
Absolutely. You know, a little bit of arm soreness and a little bit of a low-grade fever and kind of feeling punky for a day or two is much better than look at influenza. Ten days of high fevers, body aches, you know, twenty-six to 35,000 deaths from influenza every year. And we all know what COVID does. Even if the COVID is the, the BA4, BA5, where we're like, okay, it's not too bad. But boy, I'll certainly I'll take a shot in the arm over the illness anytime, especially yeah. knowing that you still have the opportunity to have long COVID, which is very concerning. Yeah, even the 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 milder form of COVID now. I've had both. I've had it when it was at its worst, and I had it just a few weeks ago. You know, a milder form. It's not so fun with the milder form either. Uh, not no. not not as bad as it was with COVID Classic, as I like to call it. But uh, <laughs> it is still uh, it's it's still no walk in the park either way. Uh, Jim is on the line uh, and has a question related to all this. Hi, Jim. You're on WGN with Doctor Most. Hi, guys. Uh, Dean, you're so right about people not getting vaccinated. Uh, but tell me, Doctor, do, are we seeing breakthroughs? Um, with people that have been vaccinated for two weeks plus with the new vaccine uh, with getting COVID or is it, is it protecting us like, like it did with the first vaccine? Yeah. And Jim, you know, the way you stated the question was excellent because what we're seeing, and we have to all remember that that first vaccine was not going to stop us from getting COVID. That first vaccine was actually going to stop us from dying or from being hospitalized. But we knew we still had many, many cases of COVID. But you saw once the vaccine came out, the number of deaths and hospitalizations dropped down. With the vaccine that we have right now, it's actually protecting you from getting the illness because it has the circulating strain in the vaccine. We talk about influenza vaccines all the time and say, oh, gosh, this year we were at about a 25, 30, 40 percent match. Well, people have to understand that the COVID vaccine that we have right now is essentially a 100% match for what is circulating now. So I like the way you asked the question because actually you shouldn't have breakthrough cases and it should prevent you from getting ill. But it's going to take a couple of weeks of that vaccine to work. And we still know there's many cases of, of COVID running around the neighborhoods right now. That's that's the story I keep telling my patients, but it's not getting out there. It's just that that information about actual protection is, is not getting out there somehow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind it, of discouraging. <laughs> yeah, or or people are choosing to ignore it. I mean, I've talked to so many people who they they know all the facts. They know, and they're like, mm, I think I'm going to wait. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want the, I don't want a possible side effect. I don't want a sore arm. You know, I don't want this. I don't want that. But, you know, the, think about what the alternative could be. Uh, Jim, thank you very much for a really great question. 815 area code texts in. My kids, aged 10 and 12, got our last booster in July. Can we get the new booster yet? I've heard that we should wait six months, but I'd like to go in earlier if I can. No, they're good right now. As a matter of fact, you know, that age group was just approved uh, not so long ago for the bivalent. So they certainly can. What they got in July was the regular old COVID booster, not the specialty booster with the strains that are going around right now. So she certainly, they certainly can get those kids vaccinated. And I would, you know, right now we're looking just a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. We're looking at people being indoors more. We're looking at kids in school. 
if I had a child of, of uh, you know, in this grade a, uh, age here, I would certainly make sure they got vaccinated. We can't ha- we can't afford to have kids miss any more school than they already have, and this will protect them from missing school. Yeah, eight four seven area code texts in. Uh, my wife and I are vaccinated to the max, and we still got COVID. Now, as you just said a moment ago, the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. The vaccine prevents you from dying. Correct. Right. And right? It would be interest, yeah, interesting to see what their definition of vaccinated to the max is. If they got the BA4 and BA5, you know, and they, I would imagine if they did get it, they got exposed prior to it working. But certainly they ended up not in the hospital, it certainly sounds like, and they probably did quite well which is really what our goal is. But the the newest bivalent, if that's vaccinated to the max, then their cases of COVID should have been very mild and probably not even needing any medication. Yeah. Um, I I have a a scenario in the next week or so with somebody, a celebrity, who uh, wants to come on the WGN TV morning news, uh, A-lister. He is not vaccinated at all. Because he, they say for medical reasons, he's not vaccinated at all. Uh, is that dangerous to well, uh, the to to all of the rest of us? I mean, all the rest of us are completely vaccinated. Is you know what kind of precautions should we be taking? Correct. You know, it's interesting. The more concern I would have is for that individual, right? Not vaccinated at all. Or you guys on the show, all of you have been vaccinated, so you are pretty well protected. I wouldn't be so much concerned. If he's symptomatic, certainly he shouldn't be on the show at all. If he's coughing, has a fever, anything like that, right. stay away. And if everyone's concerned, you know, he has a higher chance of carrying it than anyone else because of his non-vaccinated status. Certainly you can put him to the side a little bit and kind of get that, you know, that spacing that we used to highlight right. so often, you right. know, that right. six-foot spacing. And, you know, on the... On the news, uh, Channel 9 News in the morning, you have that capability of at least spacing him a little bit there. Right. Yeah. That's Well, that's what we're talking about. Uh, but, you know, you just, when's the last time you heard? I mean, you probably do all the time, but uh, I haven't heard of anybody being completely not even one vaccination in years, you know, since this whole thing uh, just started. Dr. Kevin, yeah, it, go ahead. And, and the, the concern there, too, Dean, is the message there. So. I mean, I wouldn't try to highlight that. If he has a medical reason and doesn't want to go down that area on your uh, interview, you know, you don't want to highlight that because then people go, oh, he's not vaccinated. I don't need to be vaccinated. Yeah, when, right. in fact, he's probably not vaccinated for a very legitimate reason. Yeah, they, they tell me, uh, you know, completely medical reasons for that. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, will continue in a moment. Call or to text 312 981 7200-952, Dr. Kevin Most, uh, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, we are winding up uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month uh, tomorrow. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. How are we doing, uh, Dr. Most, in our fight against breast cancer? I know since the very first year that we did our annual breast cancer uh, special, our four, three or four-hour documentary uh, town hall meeting on where we are in the fight against breast cancer. I mean, we've come miles and miles in uh, treating this disease. Is the progress continuing? Yeah, it is, Dean. And, and the work that you've done on breast cancer awareness and the specials that you've done, because it really is about the awareness of prevention and the awareness of screening. 
that that really hits the home. And certainly, you know, medicine and science has certainly improved as well. You know, the death cancer rates have been decreasing, you know, in the last 20 years, which is nice to see on a regular basis that that's going down. But we still have, you know, over 40,000 deaths from breast cancer. So it's really the awareness and it's early identification and it's some of the new treatment methods that we have and identification methods that has allowed us to continue to uh, chip away at this at this illness. I know during the pandemic, uh, women were not coming in for their annual mammograms uh, because everybody was not going anywhere during the uh, pandemic. Have we bounced back from that? Are we seeing people getting back on the regular schedule again for that? Yeah, we're in the process of bouncing back. You'll see that mammogram schedules are like, oh, gosh, I can't get in for a couple of weeks. Well, the reason being is that we are catching up now. Individuals that stayed away from hospitals because of COVID might have missed out on that. And now they're coming back, which is great. But we are starting to see some more advanced cancers being found. So certainly the message is if you put it off during COVID over the last couple of years, please talk to your primary care doctor and get in um, to get that screening done. The uh, 708 area code says, I just got over having COVID. I had all four Moderna shots. Fortunately, I did not become too sick. How long should I wait to get the new BA4, BA5 booster? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people, and this is one of the reasons we think that the vaccine uptake is not as high as it is. A lot of people have had the illness recently, and we've been telling everybody, hey, you've got about 90 days of good natural immunity before it starts to wane. So you have a couple of months here. Now, the CDC initially said, hey, anybody who's had it recently, please wait the 90 days because they thought there'd be a run on this vaccine. Now that there isn't, they're saying, hey, you know what? Anybody who's had the vaccine, excuse me, who's had the virus recently, you can wait a couple of weeks and then get vaccinated and you'll really just build up your immunity so it's one of those where you can wait as long as 90 days, you can wait as short as 30 days, but certainly I would make sure that I got it. And right now, again, it comes down to the timing of really those major holidays that are coming up. Yeah, on the subject of uh, breast cancer again, 773 area code text, how many weeks after a COVID shot should I wait to get a mammogram? I have a lymph node issue. Exactly. And it's a great point that I'm glad it was brought up. Really, after you had a COVID vaccine and the vaccination goes in your arm, it can cause an inflammatory response, which we know, right? People say, gosh, I ache, I do this. Well, one of those inflammatory responses is an increased size of lymph nodes, often under the arm, which is visualized when we do mammography. So when we look at first uh, breast cancer, we're looking at enlarged lymph nodes as well. So we're telling people four to six weeks, let those lymph nodes come down because nothing worse than getting a mammogram saying, oh, we found, you know, lymph nodes that are enlarged. Not only does the anxiety go up, but what we have to do to prove that that's not cancer also goes up. So anybody who's gotten the COVID vaccine, four to six weeks later, go ahead and get your mammogram. And those lymph nodes should be back to their normal size and should not cause any uh, disruption. Dr. Kevin Mose, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Dean. We'll talk soon.